Hi, I'm Aislinn Wade, and welcome to Just a Tele, where the topics are hot, the laughs are endless, and the conversation is everything. We're talking about it all, from relationships, work, life, God, and so much more. Life is stressful, and I'm here to help. So grab your wine and a snack, and let's get into it. This is Just a Tele. going to be a little different than how we normally do them. This is going to be a special bonus um, episode. Um, it's really not much. I mean, it's a bonus because it's definitely over an hour long. But listen, um, this is going to be a asked for and requested um, podcast episode. So there will be no extra segments. There will be no extra commercials. Um, it's going to be straight, cut, dry, and I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to share my life and my testimony with you guys. I'm going to be real. I'm going to be raw. I'm going to be honest. So sit back and get excited because you're about to witness the story of Aislinn. <laughs> okay, so we're back uh, and we're going to jump into this topic. So I know last week I talked about, um, well, last week I took the poll, right? And so I asked everybody to vote, what do you want to hear? What do you want me to talk about? Um, do you want me to talk about my testimony or should you date him? And so last week I got a little emotional, but I did say that I was going to do both topics. You're not going to get both topics today, but I am going to give you one. Um, as promised, one of the main reasons why I didn't do the my testimony um, topic last week was because I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't have a space to myself just privately um, to be able to talk about this. And so it just turns out that today I do. So <laughs> I'm going to do this with the time that I have. I'm not going to rush through it. I'm going to use this time wisely, but I'm going to get through it. So this is kind of like the story of Aislinn slash um, how I became your fearless Bible brunch leader. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's go back to my childhood. So, um, and just a disclaimer, anybody who, I'm going to try not to, like, use anyone's names. Um, some things will be unavoidable, like, if I say, like, oh, my sibling or my sister or, um, my mom or my dad, but, um, I don't mean any harm to anyone, even the people who have treated me poorly, who we're going to talk about. Um, I don't mean any harm to anybody. Um, there is no ill will, no ill intent. I don't hate anyone. Um, I'm just telling my story authentically from my eyes as the one who lived it. And so if anybody has a problem with that, like, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but you can't silence someone else's story. I can't silence your story. You can't silence mine. So here we go. <laughs> um, so uh, I was... Um, I was born, I was born by the river, mm, that was pretty good, in a little tent, oh, and I've been, with the words, something with that river, <laughs> ever since, I've literally always been like this, I want you to know that, like, I came out of the womb like, oh, I'm here, world, mama, could you give me some milk, baby, hungry, daddy, give me your hand, huh. I just want you to hold me, 
where's my sister? <laughs> I need some love. <laughs> but literally, I have been this person my entire life. I came out of the womb like this. Ask my parents. My mom will tell you. You came into this world talking and you never stopped. Well, you know. <laughs> so listen, um, we're not going to go that far back. But I, so I am, um, I am the youngest, biologically, I'm the youngest of three beautiful girls. Yes. Some of you have known me my whole life and you're like, three? Yes. Um, I'm the youngest, biologically, I'm the youngest of three girls. And um, once you include my step-siblings in there, I'm the youngest of 13 children total. So no matter which way you swing it, I am still the baby. Uh, um, so biologically I have three sister two sisters excuse me two sisters um one sister who everybody who's close to me knows and another sister who no one knows including myself because she died before um either one of my either me nor my sister got a chance to meet her so she's been she's been in heaven for a long time um I notice the older that my mom gets sometimes she talks about her and she's like I want to see my baby which um but um I get it I get it she never really got a chance you know I think especially now like being in your 60s, seeing your daughters growing up and becoming the women that they are today. It's like, I wonder what it would have looked like if all of my daughters were here. So I get it. Um, but that's okay. That's all right. So yes, biologically the youngest of three, there's three girls. My dad is a girl dad and I don't think he would have had it any other way because I think if he would have had a son, they would have been boxing. <laughs> like, especially if he had a son that was like me. <laughs> or even worse, that was like him. Yeah, they would have been boxing. So he, God definitely knew what he was doing when he gave my dad all girls. <laughs> he said, no option of boys here, all girls. But I was definitely the tomboy growing up. I will give you that. Like, people don't believe that sometimes, but I'm like, yeah. No, I definitely, like, I didn't start, like, dressing more feminine until eighth grade. Um, eighth or ninth grade. And I was like, I want to be pretty and I want boys to like me because, like, I had a boyfriend in the eighth grade and it didn't work out because he was an atheist <laughs> and I didn't know that until after we started dating <laughs> and then um I was upset and I was like I don't see how you could not love someone who died for you on the cross and then he was like I think that you're annoying <laughs> but at the same time I love you and I like kissing you so I just want to stay together and I was like I don't like you and I like my friend from homeroom so I'm gonna kiss him instead and then I'm gonna break up with you after I kiss him and it never worked out with um the guy from homeroom but it also didn't work out with the boyfriend because he was atheist um but either way <laughs> I had strong beliefs even back then um so that was the year I started dressing more feminine because like I always wanted to I think that um I'm about to get real and I think only a couple of my friends know this about me but like growing up um in school I don't know like I first of all I love, I do like romantic comedies. I do like them. I also just like comedies. Like, I just like to laugh. But, like, like The Notebook and The Wedding Date are my favorite movies. And they're the most sappy romantic, like, out-of-this-world romances <laughs> you've ever heard. So, um, yeah, there's that. So, like, growing up, like, I don't know. I always wanted to be married and have children and have a husband. I always saw myself as like a wife, a mother of many children. Um, and like, you know, domestic, I cook, like I definitely saw that side of myself. And so like, I always wanted to be in love when I was younger. And so like the, my first couple of years, obviously elementary school, there's really nothing to say that. I mean, yeah, like I had crushes and like, um, you know, it is what it is, but like middle school, like I wanted to like come out of my shell. I dated one guy 
um, like my first year of middle school, like sixth grade. And um, we were really good friends. We were in band together. We were really good friends. And um, we just started dating. And, like, it was so weird. It was – it should not have happened because we were such good friends that, like, there was no, like, need to, like, bring the romantic aspect in it. But basically, like, we were really good friends. We got along really great. We were into the same kind of stuff. We both liked video games. I was a tomboy. And so, it literally, it was like hanging out with one of your bros that had boobs. And, and so, like, one day – we were just like flirting I was like I feel like you flirt with me and he was like I like you and I, I was like I like you too and so he was like well we should be boyfriend and girlfriend I thought we were boyfriend and girlfriend I'm like what <laughs> it was so weird so we were dating and like he's actually pretty cool and like the thing that I absolutely will say it doesn't matter now because he's married to someone else and she's great and he's great and they're great together and I wish them the best but like the thing that I really wish I would have done was appreciated what I had when I had it I know you're like in the sixth grade hear me out he because we were such good friends the foundation was there and so like he just like he really treated me so well like he cared about me he walked me to my classes he told me he loved me like he would check in on me all the time like I had a strained relationship with my mom growing up and we'll get into that and like he was always checking on me like he would call the house and like it was so funny because he would call the house and he'd be so nice to my mom hey miss wade how are you blah 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 blah. and he was so respectful to my mother but at the same time he's like are you okay like have you guys been fighting really good guy i ended it because i didn't know my worth and i struggled with self-esteem and some of that came from the issues that i had with my mother which we'll get into that um and uh, sorry someone is telling me some information that has to do with money or something I don't know uh, people always do this to me I'll be doing these podcasts and people are like mm, now's a good time to oh okay well <laughs> we'll have to deal with that later anyway <laughs> um that wow um so anyway <laughs> what was I saying yeah, yeah yeah I have low self-esteem issues so I was the type of girl who like if First of all, I had standards. Your girl, even when I was a tomboy and, like, I was one of the boys and, like, not much has changed. Like, I can still hang out with the guys. I just do it while looking good. But, um, <laughs> I don't look like one of the guys, but I like the things that the guys like. But, um, the thing about it is I was the kind of girl that, like, I had standards. I liked a certain type of guy. Um, and I felt like, I felt like it didn't matter. Like, well, in my head I was like, I'm going to be skinny one day and, like, then and I'm gonna be skinny and pretty and like no I'm gonna be pretty because I'm skinny and no guy's ever gonna reject me um which is a not true and b like I don't need to be skinny to be pretty I'm beautiful right now um but I didn't know that back then and so like I liked like I mean I liked like athletes I liked like guys that like take care of themselves like I liked handsome guys like nothing has changed I like handsome guys I can't say that I go for athletes necessarily I mean I dated an athlete and high school yeah mm. dating athletes is not fun unless you get a good athlete like a night like a, a guy who is rooted and grounded it's not fun um it comes with a lot even in high school it comes with a lot I, sh- I should know but um yeah even now like I like a good looking guy and like I don't feel like I have to settle just because I don't look like a Kardashian like um I'm beautiful I'm a freaking catch and I bring so much to the table how many vegetarians do you know who can still cook vegan food and I can cook meat for you if you really want to eat that crap. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can still cook meat for you. And, like, your girl is a boss. Like, what? 
honestly, like, what is an Instagram model who doesn't have anything but modeling her body on the internet? What else is she bringing to the table except maybe a good lay and something to look at and show off to your friends? Like, I bring it all to the table. So there's that. But I didn't know my worth back then. So I would like a guy, and if one of my friends who I thought was prettier than me liked him, or somebody who I thought was prettier than me liked him, or if he had a girlfriend, I would automatically be like, we're done. Let me back off. And obviously the whole girlfriend thing, absolutely everyone should be like that. You like a guy, he's in a relationship, I don't care if she's good for him or bad for him. I don't care if it's going to work out or if it's not. You run, you back up, you back away from that, and you let him be single before you go after that. So there's that. Um, so I had a friend. She was my best friend, actually, at the time. Needless to say, we stopped being friends that year for this reason. Um, I had a friend who was, you know... Now that I think about it, I had a history of being friends with girls who were attention whores, who were desperate for attention. Um, And she was definitely one of those. And so here's the thing. I started dating the guy, my friend, and he, like, walked me to – he walked me upstairs or something at the end of the day, and he was like, I'm going to call you when I get home. You usually get home at what time? You know, 5? Okay, so I'm going to let you get in and get settled. I'll call you at 6.30. Is that good? Yeah, call me at 6.30. Okay, like, I'll call you at 6.30. Let's do your math homework. And then, um, yeah. And I was like, okay. And, like, you know, he's like, all right, love you. And, like, gave me a little kiss. And she was like, oh, my God, that's so cute. She was like, he's the greatest guy ever I should have seen it then I didn't see it he's the greatest guy so like she managed to be around every time he like walked me somewhere at the end of the day and was like oh love you and she was just like oh my god and she's like I like him we were on the phone and she was like I like him and I was like um well he's my boyfriend and I don't do that sister wife thing so I don't know what to tell you sis and she's like I like him oh my god she's like when you guys break up like I'm gonna date him is that okay and I was like what <laughs> like, I tried to do my best Russell Westbrook bro what are you talking about <laughs> like wh- okay sis um so basically one day um he, again same thing end of the day walks me gives me a little kiss and he's like oh I love you and um and he meant that thing because we would be on the phone and he would be like okay I love you and I'd be like you too and he'd be like N-. like one day he was like stop saying that and I was like Whoa? what do you mean and he was like I don't like when you say that he was like like that to me that feels like you don't mean it and if you don't mean it you should be honest so like if I'm saying that I love you and you're just like you too like that's not sincere so if you really love me like tell me you love me back first of all this is a good man god man I messed that up lord (laughs) my husband needs to be just as intentional could you I mean isn't it crazy the things we don't see okay let me get through this because we're gonna be here for an hour talking about this if I don't hurry up um so yeah so he he checked me he checked me and I was like dang well I do love you sir so I guess I love you too and then so basically the end of the day he's like I love you give me a little kiss and she was like oh my god Aislinn break up with him already and I was like I almost cussed chick what (laughs) what okay so me being the insecure person that I was I just felt like if I didn't do it if I didn't break up with him um she was going to make her move on him and I felt like because she was so skinny and in my mind because she was skinnier that meant that she was prettier then he was gonna go for it anyway it didn't matter that he actually cared about me (laughs) and loved me enough to be like I feel like you don't love me like um I didn't I couldn't see where his heart was what I saw 
what the only thing that was going through my mind was that skinny equals pretty and she's skinny so she's prettier than me so if she starts to make a move then that's the end of my relationship so rather than me getting hurt and having him cheat on me or dump me for her I just decided to break up with him Mm -hmm. I just broke up with him and um he it was it definitely blindsided him but he acted like it didn't bother him but the crazy thing is we remained great friends until like we remained really good friends um until I would say until like we graduated maybe like we it kind of fizzled out like sophomore year maybe but um we were really good friends and I think we were really good friends because he was trying to rekindle but then he started to date her and then I was like I hate you and then he broke up with her like after like five seconds because he was like she is the worst and the thing is we never rekindled because I think that he was afraid that I was going to just dump him out of the blue again and that's very fair so there's that there we go first experience number one with guys so let's move on so that's middle school um and yeah eighth grade year that's when I started to get girly um and it just so let me say this so I had a on top of like attractive guys I had a type um it was the white man and um I only dated white guys growing up I only dated white guys until I was 24 is that accurate so Kylie are you listening um because <laughs> you know because it was around the time that I came home let me know was it 24 or was it 20 I think it was 24 24 or 25 D which in reality was only like two or three years ago isn't that crazy yes so but let me know look she's like stop talking about me <laughs> so I only dated white guys because um I just my self-esteem issues were so bad growing up I so here's the thing my parents relationship didn't work out my mom felt like my dad cheated on my mom with a white woman um a woman who he still spends time with today and um there was this notion um within our family and like women who were friends with my mom was like white women are no good um they steal our men and all our men want are white women and like basically so it didn't necessarily create the hate because I can honestly tell you my issues with um people now has nothing to do with what happened in my childhood it has everything to do with your actions today um so there's that number the number one number two um because of what already mentally was going on with me I felt like that notion in me and it's something I still struggle with today believe it or not it created this perception that white women are beautiful and they are the goal they are the prize they are the aspiration and black women it's like we're not cute we're not beautiful we all have those little baby like butted off ponytails broken off little baby buns and like we're ratchet and ghetto and we're not we're not like that so I went out of my way to hang out with lots of white people um, I wanted to fit in people thought I was biracial anyway so I wanted to fit in um, I went out of my way to hang out with all the white kids I to to other black kids I talked like the white kids and like I think there was a time in my life where like literally I looked in the mirror and did not see who I was but I saw like a white girl like legit like I would people don't even know this but like I tried to bleach my skin at one point so that I could be really really I bought like the creams off of Amazon and stuff and I would try to bleach my skin so I could be really really light and really really pale so that I could pass for a white girl yes <laughs> yeah yeah um 
so that was this notion like they're beautiful and we're not and you know we have no choice but to settle for any black guy that takes us because if they don't already take a white woman because that's the goal like we're just throwaway trash um so struggle with that for a long time and then um where are we so we're in high school um okay so I'm trying to figure out how this is relevant so okay so we're in high school um okay so I went to this I was at the same church all of my life up until I was a high school sophomore and when I was a high school sophomore my mom and my stepdad he wasn't my stepdad yet but he was still close friends with my mom and they started their church together and so my mom let me continue to go up the road to the other to our old church for a while but then she was like you need to be here because I can't like I have to drive you 30 minutes up the road leave you come back 30 minutes home do service and then go back 30 minutes there like so she was like okay you gotta like it's time it's time I'm pulling you out and I'm not doing this to be mean I've tried I can't I'm one woman I can't do it so by the way by this point my parents were split up so I don't remember exactly when my dad was like gone gone but he I know that they broke they split up and like there were times where he wasn't home when we were here at our child in my childhood home the home I live in now for for now because remember I'm moving um then me my mom and my sister moved across town to a townhouse then my parents worked it out we came back home they faked the funk for a while and then like I guess my dad like officially moved out moved out um but they never got divorced until I was a senior in high school can you believe that my senior year they finally got divorced and then my mom got married six weeks she got married well she would beg to differ she's like that's not true but from our perception she got married two weeks after they finalized the divorce but but you know what do I know um (laughs) in other words my mom is the real OG she is the p-i-m-p because ha okay so anyway we'll get there so um yeah yeah yeah. so my parents were not together and my mom was one woman and she was like baby girl I can't keep doing this so she I had to come down here and I felt like it was torture but I'm glad that I did and growing up so I was again I'm the baby and my sister and I are nine years apart so um definitely I was definitely very sheltered for the longest time and um my mom didn't like for me to do things without her or go places without her and the truth is is well it's I mean it is the truth because she would say it but like she felt like people were going to take advantage of me she felt like men were going to try to take advantage of me sexually she didn't like for me to go over to sleepovers she also didn't like for people to come over to the house but the thing that the argument that I make to her whenever she's like you just because I talked to her about like um my little munchkin and when she has friends over I'm like she goes crazy my mom was like that's how you were now do you see why I don't want people over and I'm like yeah but mom I still let she still gets to have friends over and the thing is like no this child is not biologically mine but when I'm with her her parents are like are you okay with her friends coming over I can say no I have the option to be like no she doesn't deserve a friend today but I still allow that because she needs that interaction <laughs> so yeah like they get a little rowdy and they get wild but when I unfortunately <laughs> I have mastered the dad voice and when I'm like hey y'all making too much noise they're like huh like I give them the dad voice and then they're like okay just kidding just kidding like they chill but because children need that interaction so like my argument is that like that's what kids do okay and you reel them back in they get out of hand you reel them back in and then you let them go enjoy their day and if they really have too much energy stick them in the backyard and let them go play outside and run around and get it all out like 
children need that time to socialize. It might be annoying to you that, like, yeah, like, they're a little rowdy with their friend, but they need that. So that's my argument to her is, like, Mom, I'm a kid. That's what kids do. You can't expect me to just be perfect and quiet, like, all the time. I still needed that socialization. So she didn't like for kids to come over. Um, She didn't like for me to go over to other people's houses. And, um, yeah, she just, she was just, like, well, you're, like, you're bigger so you look more like a woman and um I don't know these people I don't know their parents I don't know their dads like so she thought something was gonna happen to me she never wanted me to go anywhere um and so my youth group so let me just back 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 it back back it so I was at the same church my youth group um so there was this guy that um we grew up with I'm not gonna say his name but he knows who he is um and anybody else who went to FCC IOC knows who he is uh, um, so we we all grew up together and like he and I were really close like we were the best of friends like I feel like low-key our moms had betrothed us to each other when we were just five years old because when we were little my mom was like he's so cute he had this big curly bush like big curly fro like and it was like loose like silky curls he was so cute like imagine like Drake's son like those kind of that kind of curly fro he was so cute such a cute little kid and my mom was like so and so so cute I love his little curly hair and then like at one point he cut it all off and she's like oh my gosh did you keep it you know blah 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 and he's like yeah it's in a bag I didn't want to let go of it like she loved him she's like this is my baby this is my only son like and so his mom was the same way with me she's like oh my god Aislinn so cute that's my baby I did dumb stuff like they turned the lights off one time we were in children's church and I was like ah and like his sister was annoyed. She's like, Aislinn, why did you do that? And like, their mom was like, no, that's my baby. Like, she loved me. We were betrothed. And even, like, so his dad taught me how to use his oven for the first time because we were baking cookies at church. And I was like, Mr. D, um, I don't know how to use this, but they sent me down here to do the cookies. And he was like, okay, bad idea. Let me show you. So, yeah, like, we were, we were all really close. Um, and like I said, I think the mamas in their minds had us betrothed. So here's where we went left. I was a chicken. Remember, I had no self-esteem, but I was in love with this kid. Like, at five years old, I was like, that's my husband. Like, we're getting married. We're going to have all the babies. And, like, I love him. And, like, literally, I think that anybody would have known that, like, except for him, that, like, I felt that way. <laughs> like, even our youth director was like, this child. So, um, in love with him. And then I remember like when ever when the last group like moved on to high school and he found out that like I was a year behind him he was like oh my god like low-key I feel like he was kind of like "Ooh, she's a youngin not really because I was just a grade behind you relax like we're like months our birthdays are like months apart we're not even like a year apart relax (laughs) but um yeah and so like um when we both finally moved on to teens it took a while and then like um I remember something happened, and, like, I think the power had gone out or something, then it came back on, and everything was out of whack, so we were just kind of chilling upstairs in the teen room, and I go over and sit down at the piano. Now, I've been taking piano lessons since I was five, and I sit down at the piano, and I just start playing um, If I Ain't Got You by Alicia Keys. Let me see. I'm actually sitting at the piano right now. Let me see. I probably don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I started playing that, um, and um, I hope you can hear that. I hope you could hear that. So I started playing that at the piano, and he was, like, flabbergasted. He's like, oh, my God. And he was like, Aislinn, I didn't know you knew how to play the piano. And I was like, you know me. I'm like, there's a lot you don't know about me. 
<laughs> like think I'm flirting. I look crazy, but I think I'm flirting. Like I'm gonna latch it out now. So everyone was like, "Oh my god!" And then, um, then we got up, and there was this other kid, and like he started playing the piano. And you know how black people do that thing where they're like, "She don't. They, she only know how to play one song. That's the only song she know how to play. Oh, I know how to play a bunch of songs. She only know how to sing one song. I know how to sing. You know how black people are. So if you don't know what that's how they are, crab. What they say, crabs in a in a barrel or whatever. Yeah, always pulling each other down. So I let him get up and do his thing because the one thing that I've never done in my life and I'm never going to do is like feed into your ego. I'm just going to let you have it. <laughs> like I'm, You can have it. I'm good. So I let him sit down and play and like try to show off. And so I walked up and I was talking to the guy that I've been in love with my whole life who I was betrothed to by our mamas. And um, he's like, oh, my God, I didn't know you knew how to play. And he's like, yeah, me and my family go up to New Jersey every year to do something, something. And we do this singing thing. And I was like, that's so cool. And he's like, yeah, like, and we were just talking. I was like, oh, my gosh. So here's the thing that I realized is that as fine as he was, we were both really shy. So in that moment, like looking back from my counselor eyes, in that moment, I think that I was looking for him to make a move and he was looking for me to make a move and nobody made any moves because we're both shy. So there was that. We had that moment. And then, like, you know, we talked a little bit more. There was a mission trip. Everybody went to um, Florida. And I wanted to go so bad because we had started talking more. And he was good friends with another person at church with the same name who was dating. That person was on and off again with one of my close, close. She was a couple years older than me, but we were still really close. I loved her. Um, And when I say I loved her, I loved her. So when I tell you that the rest of the story and how she broke my heart, like, let me just tell you, it felt like I lost my best friend because I did. Because, and this this would not be the first time this happened to me. This is the second time now because I remember back in middle school. Because apparently, the dingling is more important than your friends. Um, so she had been on and off again with um, this guy at church. And um, he and I were talking because he and my guy were, like, tight. And he was like, Aislinn, you're so sweet, like you just need to go for it like he he's into you like I can see it like it, he's shy though so like you just need to go for it and I was like I'm shy I can't go for it and he's like no you got it like he was like listen like he's lucky to have you like do it he pumped me up and that meant a lot because like both men were fine but like getting the advice from this guy I was like yes so that pumped me up and we just got really close bonding over that and so um yeah and then like she got jealous because we got really close but I was like sis I would never do that to you like I would never I'm not interested in him like that we are friends and like I'll tell you exactly what we're talking about we're talking about so and so and they're good friends and he's just trying to give me the confidence to go for it and so um everybody went to Florida except for me and the guy who was the on and off again boyfriend of my friend my mom didn't want me to go because she didn't want me to go without her but she didn't want to go so and my argument was that Kylie was going and her mom was going so it's like if you can't trust her mom but it just she she feels like well I think up until this past year hold on let me take a drink of this water up until this past year I felt like if she would have let me gone things would have gone differently and I'm I believe that I'm 100% right I do think that things would have gone differently but but she feels like she protected me from heartache and I'm like no mom my heart still broke because the situation still happened so listen let me just run it down for you real quick because I've been talking for 30 minutes um <laughs> she look we're only in high school we haven't even moved on to I'm, I'm 27 so we got a long way to go um <laughs> so um what happened was we went to they went to Florida without me and I was it was summertime they went on a mission trip 
and to this day, I've never been on a mission trip. That would have been my first one, and I have yet to go. I want to go um, right now. Can't go because coronavirus, but I do want to do that. That's still something that I'm going to do, but, like, yeah. So they go on this mission trip, and I'm home by myself in the summer, you know, blown. My friends are gone. My cousin's there. Um, he's my play cousin who we recently found out were actually real cousins. Um, he's there. Uh, my other good friend, he's there who's friends with my cousin. Like, all my all our guy friends are there. Kylie's there. And, like, um, I'm just home alone. I'm blown, right? So on the second to last day of the trip, phone rings. And, like, I'm cleaning. My mom's cleaning. Like, she had come upstairs to reorganize my room, probably because for the entirety of them being gone on that trip, I had been ignoring her. Like, she would be on one floor, I would be on the next. We didn't eat meals together. Like, I was hurt. I was pissed. I was like, you're literally, like, ruining my life because um, you don't want to do something. So I have to suffer because you don't want to do it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So she's in my room, and I'm in my sister's room, and um, we're cleaning. And the phone rings, and she's, like, she's on the phone with, like, my aunt or someone. She's like, hey, hold on, hold on. And she's like, this number has been calling here all week. Let me see who this is. And so she answers the phone. And she was like, I guess she talked for a little bit. And then she goes, Aislinn. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yes, like, ma'am. And she was like, get the phone. It's for you. They've been calling here all week. I was like, what? Um, I've told this story before, huh? Well, you about to get it for real. Um, <laughs> um, and it was him. It was the guy that I was in love with. Um. And so he calls me, he calls me, and he's like, hey, like, um, what's up? How you doing? Um, I've been thinking about you. Ooh, nah, nah, nah. I've been thinking about you. Yo, let me tell you something. I'm not still into this guy, but he can sing. So if he calls me and he's like, a tornado flew around my room before you, I'd be like, go ahead and sing me a little Frank Ocean. Hello. Anyway, um. Get, we're getting off track we're getting off track let's get back on track okay so um <laughs> um <laughs> so um so he calls and he's like you know but think about you how you been how you doing and he's like look like when we get back from this trip like what do you think about going out to lunch or something and I was like <gasps> what you said you said I think that my heart, my whole heart, so I, I should have died that day. <laughs> so he's like, what do you think about going out to lunch? And I was like, oh, my God, yes. You know, trying to play it cool. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 that will be, yeah, I like lunch. Yeah, you, um, yeah, like, and this is, like, in the time of Laguna Beach, and we are not 16 years old. We're, like, 14, 15 years old. So I'm like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, yeah, we can go, like, to, um, you know, this little, re no, we can't go to no restaurants because we can't drive. You know <laughs> <laughs> and we not grown even if we could drive so he asked me out and it was just awkward because I'm shy I was shy and he was shy and like it was just it was just so awkward because like I had nothing else to say I was just like in shock so then like you know Kylie calls me and then like my cousin hops on the phone too and then like my best my other best friend and he hops on the phone too and so like we're all like four of us on this one call together and they're like yo 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 did he call you did he call you and like what's funny is that Kylie was not as vocal as the boys the boys were the most vocal when it went down and they were also the most vocal when it went sour um but Kylie she was I mean she was in it but she was just like okay like but so here's the thing here's what happened so before um I think I've told this story before but for for 
story time's sake, I'm going to keep telling it. I'm going to tell it again. So before he called me, one of the guys, I guess he was thinking, I'm a prankster. And so I guess he was thinking about like something that I did. And he was like, she get on my nerves when she does that. And he was like, you know what? I'm about to blow up her spot. And he was like, yo, Jay, she likes you. And he was like, what? And the boys were like, oh, what you not going to do is put my cousin on. But yeah, the boys were blown. They were like, what you're not going to do. So he was like, she likes you. And so the boys called me immediately. And they were like, yo, he or no, 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 no. They called me after he called me and they were like, yo, yo, he he so and so told Jay that you like him. And they, he tried to blow up your spot. And this is exactly what he said. And I was like, oh, well, that's okay because he called me and he asked me out to lunch and they were like, what? Yo, 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 come over here, come over here, come over here. She said, what? He did, Kylie, Kylie, come over here. What? What? She said he called her. What? <laughs> so, so that's, that's, that's what happened. Um, so they were like, oh, dope. So either the next day or a couple days later, um, everybody came home. And so I got the phone call from Kylie, but it was my cousin on Kylie's phone and he was like hey where are you at and I was like I'm at home and he's like are you by yourself I was like yeah he's like I need you to sit down because I need to talk to you and he was like actually I don't know how to tell you this and he got my other best friend and he was like I, I, you need to tell her and he was like hey I just want to tell you that I love you and you're beautiful <laughs> and you're amazing and any man would be lucky to have you so basically here's what happened the guy that called me and asked me out to lunch that I was in love with and had been in love with my entire life. Um, my friend, remember that friend I was telling you about? The one who I loved and adored and um, she was on and on, again, on and off again with the guy who was giving me advice on how to handle the guy that I liked. She decided to go after him on the trip and she got him alone. I guess that they kissed and did their little thing and basically they decided to start dating each other um when they came home from this trip after he already asked me out and I was mad at her because she egged it on he's shy like I said he's shy so he wouldn't have even pursued her in that way and I don't think that his I think that much like me his self-esteem was not there because the girls that he used to date back in the day I was like you could do better but he felt like that was all he could get because when he looked in the mirror he didn't see who I saw he didn't see the king that I saw and that's the truth you know what Jay we could have been something great you know what I'm saying I could have held you down we could have been we could have been Bonnie and Clyde B and Jay Barack and Michelle you know what I'm saying we could have been Bo and Dre that could have been us you know what I'm saying we could have been Martin and Gina okay Tommy and Keisha we could not be Tommy and Keisha no we cannot we cannot do that we cannot do and if you talk about Tommy and Keisha from power we can be Tommy and Keisha from power no we can't do that either Nah, I was just playing. Dang, I love Tommy. No, nah, we can't do that. We can't do that. And we definitely can't be Dre and Tasha. But, I mean, not Dre. Um, Ghost and Tasha. Who is Dre? <laughs> anyway, um, but we could have been solid, big dog. We could have been, I would have been here for you. You would have been a vegan right about now at your big age of 27 years old. You could have been a vegan, and I would have been cooking vegan food for you, and you would have been healthy, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you healthy now, but, like, you would have been healthier, and, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you would have been light and living a good life, you know what I'm saying? Like, we could have had a couple of kids by now, but but you wouldn't be out here playing with me. See, I saw something in you that none of them hoes have ever seen in you. Mm-hmm none of them hoes none of them hoes saw in you I saw it when you was just a little kid I saw it mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I saw it. But, 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 but you want to run around with my friend behind my back. Okay. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, that's what happened. So here's the thing. They came home, and she looked so scared like I was going to beat her up. And back then, like, I wasn't, like, the I'll cut you type of chick that I am today. So, like, I wasn't going to beat her up. But my feelings were hurt. Like, you guys have to understand, I looked up to her. Like, I loved her like a sister. Like, she was my other big sister. I loved that girl. Like, from the moment I met, I was obsessed with her. We were the same person. We had the same goals. We wanted the same things. We wanted to have kids at the same time and get married at the same time. We wanted to be actresses together. We were going to move to L.A. together. And, like that like that was my girl like so it's it was less about the fact that I waited all this time for him to finally ask me out and then he does and you go and screw it up but more about the fact that you weren't thinking about me or your friendship you cared more about having somebody to tell you you're pretty so you screwed your friend and now you're looking at me like oh my god don't punch me in the face I should punch you in the face I should give you a facelift right about now but I'm not going to do it so her excuse was well, you weren't going to do anything anyway. You were too scared. And I said, he called me. And she said, <gasps> I said, yeah, he called me when we were on the trip. She's like, she was like, oh, my God. And I was like, yeah. And you know what he said? He said that um, he wanted to go out with me. He wanted to take me out to lunch after the, when you guys got back from the trip. And she was like, I, I didn't know. And I was like, you didn't know. You had no interest in him before, but you just decided because you were lonely on this trip and you're on and off again, toxic relationship with your ex, he wasn't there. So you just decided that you were going to go and screw your, your friend, your friend who was down for you and never called out your whole shenanigans. Yeah. So that was that. And after that, I stopped trusting. I stopped trusting guys. Like I started dating all the wrong guys and, um, it is what it was and it was what it is. <laughs> so that's that so um that was high school well that was the like the beginning of high school and then after that um I'm checking sorry I'm checking my backyard camera <laughs> um actually so yeah excuse me let's take a break and then let's get to the end of high school on Okay, so I just wanted to, like, bob and weave. So we talked about my romantic relationships. So let's, like, bob and weave back into this. So basically, let me just say this. I know I said before my mom and I had a strained relationship. And the reason being is because um, she was going through a lot, man. Like, she and my dad were going through it from my, like, young age. I think most of my life. And the thing about it is my mom, there's a lot of – there is a generational curse on my mother's side of the family. And there's a lot of just, like – hate and like bitterness on that side of the family and the problem is everybody cuts everybody down and then they don't realize it so then everybody comes back and they're always looking for someone to blame and that is something that has yet to be broken off of them but that that's why I'm here okay we're gonna we are breaking that thing off because I refuse to do that with my children so a lot of times she would look for someone to blame and I was just not like my mom I was just not like my sister I'm not like my dad I'm just like I wake up in the morning and I'm just like hello world what are we doing today like everyone else wakes up and they're like oh my god like you literally could have just taken me to the king because I'm over it like they get up in the morning they're like oh I'm going back to sleep I get up in the morning I'm like it's 5 a.m. it's time to get this workout in who's ready for some hit cardio like literally that's how I'm not I'm not kidding you like my alarm goes off and then I'm pissed and then I roll over and then I stretch and I'm like ah, I'm here <laughs> like, so yeah 
So I'm just so different. And so, of course, being the black sheep in the family is very easy to, like, pick on the person who's the black sheep. And I feel like I was I was definitely picked on a lot. Like, I feel like there were times, even, like, when I came home from Tennessee, when I moved to Tennessee to visit, where, like, my, I felt like my mom and my sister ganged up on me at the table. And, like, they, there was definitely one Thanksgiving where they did gang up on me at the table. And I was – my stepdad was like, enough! Like, and I thank God for my stepdad because – I really suffered a lot of emotional abuse growing up and like until my stepdad came into my life full term my mom did not cease her the way that she spoke to me until he came into my life until he came into our lives permanently because he was always a part of our lives but like like as a father and so here's the thing um when my he was close friends with my mom so when my dad and my mom split and my dad was gone my stepdad immediately stepped in he came over to the house just to let me paint his nails and do all the things with him that I like to do with my dad and watch cartoons with me and eat dinner with me and just be a dad he stepped in even when he wasn't dating my mom so that I wouldn't have to grow up with daddy issues and he was always my dad he took us on family vacations he picked up where my dad left off he really stepped in and did my dad a solid and he did my mom a solid too and like because she doesn't know how to be a dad you know what I mean he just he just did it like he didn't have to do it he wasn't married to my mom he wasn't even dating her he didn't have to do that he and he didn't do it to get to my mom or to get in her pants he did it for me because he loved me and he used to tell the story all the time and he'd preach I remember I was at work and this little <laughs> parents are so rude he's like little pissy thing <laughs> came in there in a little tutu <laughs> and she was just as mean and I looked at her and said oh she's so little chunky thing and I was like oh she's so cute and she was just woo -do 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 -do. <laughs> I was like I probably was cussing you out too four years old probably like don't you touch my mama don't you talk to my mama leave me alone <laughs> I was definitely that kid <laughs> but he, d he did it because he loved me and so um he was he was just always he was always there so growing up um so the things that really flew around the most was that like I didn't want you um that was your dad and your sister your dad and your sister wanted another I didn't want another kid I didn't want you that was your dad and your sister and then when you came into the world your sister was like can we put her back I wanted a brother and like that was so it was funny to my mom my dad never jokes like that he never makes those kind of jokes um, it's just my mom and my sister. And even to this day, sometimes they still do it. The difference is, like, I've I've grown. So, like, I literally have learned how to block people out so well. But, like, um, that was a running joke, and it was a consistent joke. And the thing about it was that you don't realize the damage that that does to a child. Because if I'm a child and I'm hearing you say that you wanted my sister, you planned to have my sister, but you didn't want me. You never – you didn't even – you weren't a part of the part of the decision making process when it came to me coming into this world. And then when I came here, my own sister who wanted me so bad didn't want me anymore because I wasn't a boy. So already at a young age, I'm not good enough. I'm not wanted. And see, my mom had always talked about growing up, oh, she's got abandonment issues and unwantedness, like and she felt like that came from my dad not being in my life, but I think what she doesn't realize is that came from all those things that she said about me. Like that like that one thing is something that you continue to say about me and you continue to like it's like I need you to understand that I did not want you and when you came into this world, neither did your sister because you weren't a boy. And um so already it's like I felt unwanted. Um 
And then the other thing was that my mom was really skinny. Like, if you look back at her old photos, sis was tiny. She was so skinny. My mom was, like, a size zero when she met my dad. Like, she was so skinny. And then she had my sister, and, like, she gained a little weight, you know. And then she had me, and she gained even more weight. And I'm tall. It wasn't necessarily because I was a big baby. I was a long baby. I was very tall. Got my dad's genes when it came to that. And so um, her stomach had to make room for my legs. I was a tall girl. So that was then that was her thing. Whenever she like would always do the weight loss programs and she would try to get her body back. Oh, well, I had to stretch my stomach out for to make room for your long legs. And my, I had a good body. And then I had you and you came and messed up my body. And it's like. So now the fact that like your body does not look the way it did before you got pregnant is my fault and my fault alone. Oh, you came and messed this up. You came and messed that up. I had freedom. Now you came and messed it up. Now I have another kid to take care of. Your sister's getting ready to go off to college, and I still have to sit here and take care of you. And um, it was just all of that. And because I wasn't small, my sister was – she was actually really small. She was pretty skinny um, until, like, college. No, she was sk- – I think that she looks back and she's like, I got, that's when I gained weight. Freshman 15 hit me hard, but I don't think it did. I think my sister was really skinny – until she got to like grad school and then she started to gain more weight but um and now she's still beautiful nevertheless like but um I was never skinny I never went through like a lot of people look back at their pictures they're like I was so skinny I was never skinny (laughs) never um everyone wanted to feed me because I was light skin and my eyes were blue (laughs) until I was like three my eyes were blue so everybody was like oh my god I've never seen a child like this (laughs) like she's so cute she's so yellow as they call us she's so yellow I'm just gonna feed her so um I never went through a skinny phase like my mom and my sister and um I guess for whatever reason I don't think that my mom liked the fact that I was overweight and so um she would just make a lot of jokes she would just be like well it's pretty obvious that you're not starving um you can tell you're not missing any meals and like you know like back in the day like in rap songs they would be like oh you can tell her mama feed her she ain't missing no meals and like that was a compliment because like oh she's thick here and there but when you say that about me and the way that you're saying it it's like a bad thing it's not a compliment um and there was one time in particular my mom loved kylie growing up she loved kylie she loved kylie's mom kylie's little sister and the one thing she loved about them was that their house looked like a showroom to my mom she said every room in that house looks like a showroom that house is so neat it's so perfect it's so clean why can't I get my house like this and she would like legit she would like migraine me like to death because she would be like you need to get up here and clean and I would get up here and clean to the best of my abilities I really did try when I first started there was a time where I stopped trying I did try in the beginning and I would clean and I would think that I did a good job and instead of being like you tried by the way I'm eight years old so like eight, eight to ten years old like how good of a cleaning job do you think your eight to ten year old is going to do but anyway um <laughs> so I would clean I would do as good as an eight-year-old could do and then I would I would be kind of proud of myself and then she would come upstairs to my room and she'd be like you didn't clean anything and then she would just go and clean over it again and so it was like every time I would clean it just would never be good enough every time I would organize it was never good enough and she would just come up here and do it again so I just got to a point where I was like well if it's never going to be good enough then I'm not going to do it and I did my sister struggled with me at one point just to clean our bathroom up here and I was like I cleaned it and she's like the hand the knobs aren't even shiny and I was like I don't care because no matter how much I clean this your mother's gonna come up here and clean over it because it's not gonna be good enough and so there so now there's that I didn't want you we wanted a boy I had no hand in planning you you're not good enough 
Nothing you do is good enough. You can't even clean this bathroom good enough. So there you go. Um, so um, there was that. And so um, you're not, pre- you know, you're not pretty enough. You're not this enough. You ruined my body. It's your fault that I'm like this. It's your fault that I look like this. It's your fault that I'm going through this. It's your fault that your dad's not here. Like, so, um, but she loved Kylie. Kylie was always so skinny. Kylie and I are about the same height. I think now I am taller than her, but not by much. I mean, we used to be, we were the same height. We were sitting at like, we were both sitting at five, seven for the longest time. And then at some point my body was like, and we're going up. (laughs) But, um, so we were, we were both tall and pretty and, um, we were athletes. We both played volleyball. I played a little bit more. I played um, softball as well. I played basketball. Um, heck, I would have played football if they would have let me. <laughs> um, but um, anyway, so um, but Kylie was like basically the skinny version of me to in my mom's eyes. She's tall. She's beautiful. She's got that lighter skin. Um, but she was always so 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 skinny. Like she never went through. She thinks that she went through the freshman fifteen and like maybe she gained like twenty thirty pounds. But I promise you, those twenty thirty pounds are nothing compared to twenty thirty pounds on me. So she wanted my mom wanted me to be like Kylie. She wanted me to act like Kylie. She wanted me to have a room like Kylie's to clean like Kylie. She wanted my organization to be like Kylie. everything like just be like Kylie. And um, the thing was is that. The reason our house was never like organized like Kylie's house is because like they throw stuff away over there <laughs> when they have too much when there's not enough space they throw stuff away when they get something new they get rid of something we don't do that at this house <laughs> like she my mom never it took her until to finally get to the point where she's like I literally have nowhere else to put this where she'd be like I have to get rid of something so the reason that our house never looked like a showroom is because we had nowhere to put anything we have too much stuff <laughs> so but so one day um Kylie came over to my house and um we were we were hanging out and so my mom took us back home to Kylie's house and like we were doing something we were being silly and so my mom was like in front of Kylie she was like you need to stop jumping around in my car before you break something she's like you can't be jumping around in here like you're a size two and I mean that shut me down like when she said I was embarrassed like my friend was there and like I was so embarrassed and I was just like okay and like Kylie got out of the car and she's like okay bye and I was like bye like I was so embarrassed (laughs) that she said and like it was just stuff like that like don't plop down on my couch you're gonna break my couch don't don't sit on my toilet seat like that you're gonna break my toilet seat how many people do you know who are fat enough to actually break a toilet seat just by sitting on it don't sit on the edge of my tub you're gonna break my tub don't walk too hard on my floor you're gonna break my floor like so there was all of the emotional abuse growing up um and we I mean we got to I remember one day I don't remember why she put me out I don't even remember what I did but I know that when my mom and my stepdad and I moved into the other house down the street from where we grew up actually and it's not really down the street it's like neighborhoods over but like it wasn't within walking distance I don't remember why but she was mad at me and she put me out that night and um I was walking my sister was home from school and I was walking to my dad's house and um I remember that night I was so mad I was like because in my head I was like this woman has done nothing but beat me up my entire life she hits me in my face she spanks me for no reason she now sometimes my spankings were warranted but there were times 
and like she doesn't have to admit this and she i hope she never hears this because she'll probably be really upset that i'm telling this right now but listen if i'm gonna write a book about this like it's either gonna it's gonna come out at some point so but um there were times that like like i remember when i was doing homework and i just couldn't get this math problem and so like my family would try to like force me to figure out things instead of guiding me to the answer they would just force me to figure it out and I can't, if it's like I can't figure it out, you trying to force me to figure it out is not going to help. It's going to make me more frustrated. And so there was just one night I just couldn't get this math problem. And, like, everyone kept coming at me with the same approach. Like, my dad was like, okay, let me try it like this. And then my sister would come back and be like, okay, let me try. The same way dad did, just in a different tone. And my mom would come back and be like, let me try. The same way your dad and your sister did, but just in a different tone. And so it's like, it's not making sense. Like, you're not helping. And so she finally was like, well, I know one way to get her to do it. Because then instead of it being, okay, she really doesn't understand this. And we need to make sure that her teacher knows that she's struggling with X, Y, and Z. It was she's being defiant. She's being defiant and she doesn't want to do it. So now I'm going to make her do it. So my mom came back with a belt and she was like, okay, what's the answer to blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I don't know. We've been on this same one for like an hour. I don't know, mom. I'm not sure how to do this. And then I got a whooping because I got the answer wrong. I'm going to ask you again. What is the answer? Mom, I don't know. Seven. Pop, 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 pop. Like, and so like that was like that. So there were moments like that in my house. Like I got whooped for stuff that made no sense. I got whooped for stuff that was unnecessary. Like I was definitely a punching bag for everybody growing up because I was an easy target. But specifically, my my mom and I had our issues. So that night when she put me out, I was walking to my dad's house and I was so upset I was like, this is the end. This is the end of our relationship. I said, after this, I'm moving in with my dad and I'm leaving this place and I'm going to move to Hollywood and I'm going to be an actress and I'm changing my name. I had the name in my head. I know dramatic, right? I had the name in my head. I'm changing my name and I'm going to name my, what, I was going to be Gabriella Woods and <laughs> I'm moving to Hollywood and I don't have a family and my story is that everybody died in a fire or a car crash. I'm all alone. I've been alone since I was 12 years old and I'm going to have success. And the next time my family is going to see me, we'll be on a TV screen. And they're going to be like, that's my daughter. And I'm going to be like, I do not know you. I'm going to be just like Jesus. Though you stand at the door and knock, I do not know you. Um, obviously, that never happened. <laughs> and I'm glad it never happened because I would have been bitter and angry and living a lie for the rest of my life. Um, my whole life would have been a lie. I would have had kids one day and they would have been like, this person says they're my grandparent. <laughs> I would have gotten caught in that lie at some point. Like, could you imagine the publicity? So, um, I was so upset. And then my sister came and she picked me up on the side of the road and she drove me to my dad's house. And like, we, she was always there to talk it through. We, as the years went on, we finally got to a point where I was like, it hurts my feelings when you like make me the butt of those jokes because you've been doing it my whole life. Like that it, because it's not funny. And it, to me, it does not come off like, oh, ha ha. It's funny. Cause y'all never make yourselves the butts of jokes. I'm always the butt. And she finally got it and so like she doesn't do those things anymore but she was always there to be the one to like talk me through it so that night happened and um like I said the relationship was really strained my mom blamed me for everything like I can never do anything right in her eyes um like <laughs> we were talking about this we I was in her car one day and um this is when I first came home and my car was being fixed and so I was in my mom's car. She was. She had two cars. She had my stepdad. After my stepdad passed, 
she had his old car she had yeah his new car actually and um her car and she was like well i'll drive his car because she just wasn't ready to let anybody else drive it so she's like i'll drive his car and you drive my car because i had to get to and from work and i didn't have a working car and i had no money um (laughs) and the car we got hit i was in the car with kylie and um we were literally sitting in the parking lot like let me just paint this picture for you we're sitting in the parking lot minding our business and we go to get a pizza from little caesars right and we're just sitting in the car we're just sitting there i don't remember if we had gotten the pizza or if we were getting ready to go get the pizza but nobody opened any doors or anything we were just sitting there this car comes to pull into the spot next to us and she completely misjudged the spot she hit the front side of my mom's car and scraped it all the way to the back and that was the side that kylie was on so she could have hurt kylie and um scraped all the way to the back and there was literally nothing we could have did we weren't moving like we were just stationary how many how many people get into a stationary car accident like we were just stationary like that was 100% her fault and the lady was distraught at first I was like freaking out because I was like oh my god just another thing to blame me for and like (laughs) I'm like freaking out internally and the lady gets out and she's freaking out she's like oh my god I didn't I I misjudged I can't believe this I'm never good at these things I've never done them before blah blah and so like I could tell she felt that so I was like it's okay it's okay let's get insurance information and let's just it's fine it's not a big deal um so we got she was like you're so sweet you're so kind thank you so much god bless you and like um I was like yeah I'm I'm only being nice to you because I know what it feels like to have somebody just bring their wrath down on you so I'm not even gonna I'm gonna spare you because when you get a hold of my mother who is the owner of this car that's when you're gonna be like ooh child so when my mom came home I made Kylie stay with me until I could tell like my mom would happen because I figured she'd be nicer if Kylie was there she wasn't she was pissed and so where I went wrong is I started the conversation with it's not my fault big mistake it's always your fault so I told her what happened and then she was like <laughs> she's like if I would have had my car that wouldn't have happened I was like mom <laughs> I like I don't know how I don't know if I need to tell you in Spanish if I need to tell you in French if I need to tell you in Dutch like German like but like <laughs> it, I, there's literally nothing I could have done like at that point that lady was gonna park next to us so if we weren't in the car when she hit us we would have been in Little Caesars like either way the car was getting hit so but it was my fault and then the lady calls her and she's like she talks to the or she calls the lady and they're working out the insurance and the lady was like listen like please don't be upset with your daughter like I'm really 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 sorry like your daughter is so sweet she's so kind it was not her fault at all I misjudged I was not like I really thought that I had more space than I did and I completely misjudged it and I hit your car it was no one's fault but mine I'm so sorry my insurance is going to pay for everything and my mom on the phone with the lady the lady is telling her you know it's not your daughter's fault my mom was like yeah but she shouldn't have been blah 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 and the lady was like she didn't do anything <laughs> like she and her friend were just sitting in the car <laughs> yeah so let's get off of that so <laughs> that was a few years ago when I first came home in 2016 so um let's back 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 so I graduated high school uh I know you hear my neighbors they're like anyway (laughs) so I graduated high school um and when I graduated I went down to beach week and beach week is this I think everybody does it we our our place was our spot was Myrtle Beach so it was me and two of my friends I was supposed to go with a group and one of our friends who was being a jerk monkey in high school he ditched us and he was like I'm not going to beach week only to go to beach week with a bunch of like party girls 
And I mean, we're, we weren't those girls. Like, we like to have a good time, but like, we weren't those girls. Like, you're not gonna find me half naked in a thong bikini at a foam party. Like, for what? Like, so my mom had concerns about me going to Beach Week. And to me, it came off like, I just don't want you. It was Florida all over again. And I was like, at this point, mom, like, I have my own car. We're not, we're paying for it with our own money. Like, you can't tell me I can't go. And so I wanted to use her Mercedes because it had more space. It was more reliable than my car. But I was prepared to take my raggedy car. So finally, at the last minute, I think my stepdad convinced her and he was like, let her take the Mercedes. I would rather her go and be safe. And so, and she kept telling me like horror stories and stuff. I was like, I don't care about your stupid stories. I'm going. So I went and I guess in hindsight, she was right because I was sexually assaulted at least three times on that trip. Um, so we went and we went to this phone party, the same phone party that my friend with the Tatiana's went to. And um, we were there, and I was making fun of my one friend, and I was like, there was, like, this guy, and he was, like, in camo at a foam party. He was, like, in camo and boots at a foam party. And I was like, look, girl, there goes your man. And, like, this is my one, my one um, white friend in the group. Like, it's three of us, and she's the only white girl. Like, one, one is mixed, then it's me, and then it's her. She's the only white girl. And I was like, look, girl, there goes your man. And she was like, I hate you. <laughs> well, it turns out it wasn't her man because we were dancing, and he came up behind me, and he was about – it and I was like sir you wouldn't even know what to do with it okay you need to stay over here with with Cheryl you need, you need to go over there with Rebecca because this right here this niche you cannot do it so um so there was that situation it was that wasn't bad he was just like all up on me dancing with me but we went to um the deck of the venue where the phone party was and there was like these group of guys from there was was there um where were they they're from some school I don't know and, <laughs> and um they were listening the song hotel room service by pitbull was playing and um they all I remember is that like they were about it so like one guy got behind me and he was like humping me he was like we got the ho tell mo tell holiday it, like he was humping me and then like his friend got in there and like we were all dancing and like they like shoved my friends out of the way to like sandwich me in this like white man sandwich and I was like oh like it was like an uh oh Oreo situation like I was the chocolate filling and they yeah it was terrifying and they were all about it and like my friends just stood there and watched and they laughed and like on the inside I'm like I am being violated and so um <laughs> And so, um, there was that. And then the guy was like, oh, I want to invite you to this party. Like, do you guys want to come back to the party? I'm like, no, because parties mean sex and sex means <laughs> something that I'm not doing till I get married. Like, so no. <laughs> and, um, he tried, so he got my number. And so, um, we just walked up and down the strip a lot. Like we, at one point, I think I got them to walk from one end to the other and they were pissed. By the time we walked back to the hotel, they were like, why like we walked five miles I'm like it's so so freeing don't you feel good don't you feel fit they're like we hate you <laughs> um but so we walked on the strip and there were a lot of um black guys and this was part of my issue with black guys because I didn't like the way that they approached me I don't like the hey ma hey shorty what you doing hey girl oh dang that thing is fat hey girl da, 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 da. like I don't like that that's not cute that's not classy and I'm a classy chick so like you can't come at me like that and then like when you when you're like oh I have a boyfriend oh so your boyfriend your boyfriend ain't here like just because you have a boyfriend y'all ain't married you ain't got no ring on your finger or like um 
no, like, no, thank you. Like, I'm with my girls. I got to go. Well, you ugly anyway. You fat anyway. It's like, okay, but I wasn't fat when it was a ma, huh? See, that's why I couldn't deal with them back then because, like, well, I can't deal with them now because, like, today, if somebody tried that with me, I'm telling you right now, I would be on Fox 5. I would be on the Channel 5 News because I would be throwing hands. What you not going to do? Okay, so anyway, let's move on. So we walked down that strip a few times. A lot, a lot of times we shopped at stores and um, we were just looking at stuff. We were just doing girl stuff. I don't know. We went to different places. We went to arcades. It was fun. And like we drove up and down the strip too. And like we caused a lot of ruckus. <laughs> like we listened to the same four songs the entire trip, went up and down that strip and just caused ruckus. <laughs> like so fun. But um, I remember walking down the street and like specifically the black guys. And like, again, I, me and my, um, my white friend, we were like, um we I mean we didn't really do black guys but my mixed friend she was all about it she was like hey it's a mandingo party hey mandingo party she was about it I was not about it at all I think I can smell that it was like fresh meat so um <laughs> so we're walking up and down the strip and um I had my butt grabbed and slapped a couple times by black guys unwarranted and they would just look at me like yeah I know you like that and it's like I don't like that because I don't know yeah and um mind you girls were walking up and down that strip in shorts that were open and unbuttoned and bikini tops with their bikinis you know they were wearing their bikini and just some shorts and like their shorts were unbuttoned like I literally wore like a tank or like a v-neck and some shorts like I was always covered. I was never that girl. I, even now, I don't walk around in my bikini. Well, I would at home, you know, like a private pool party. But I wouldn't, like, on the strip, walk around in my bikini top and shorts. Um, but so I was, like, clothed, clothed. But that didn't stop them. So it wasn't an issue. I wasn't ready to go until we were walking down the street. And I'll never forget this. There was this tall, tall black guy. And I think he was in a Lakers jersey. And he was far from cute. Like, he looked like one of them aliens from Space Jam. That that tall one, the blue one? Yeah. And so, um, we're walking toward, like, we're, we're going opposite of each other. So, like, we're going toward him. He's cut, getting ready. We're about to pass each other. And he tilts his sunglasses down, and he looks down at me like, dang. And then he put his sunglasses back up. He waits till he gets close to me, and he reached out and grabbed my freaking boob and kept going like it was his to grab and at that moment I was like so it's time for me to go like uh, it's time for me to go home I don't need to be here because I'm fully clothed like they're not saying that just because those girls are half naked on the strip that they deserve to be grabbed but like if anybody's outfit was screaming like I'm not about that life it was mine like I'm fully clothed like giving nothing leaving nothing for the like I'm leaving everything for the imagination there's nothing for you to see it's all in your head and like you're touching on me like this like so if that wasn't enough we're walking up and down the street and this car full of guys there's a white guy there's two black guys and um there's one of the guys in the car he's like big black guy with dreads and so they walk by and he sees me and he's like dang girl and I'm like oh no like I've just had my boob grabbed like I'm good and so they drive by and then they come back and he's like dang he's like hey boo and I'm like I'm looking at my, my other friend, my mixed friend, and I'm like, I need you to handle this because you speak that language, so I need you to, like, help me. And he literally pulls up, cuts us off. We're walking. He cut, They cut us off in the car. 
they are in a car and they cut us off we're walking he gets up out of the car and he's like dang what's your name and i was like oh my god jessica my name's jessica like and so my friend being the trifling one that she is my next friend she was like yeah i'll get your number let's go hang out i was like i'm gonna i promise you they're not gonna find your body after i hide it because we're done here so we went to hang out with them that night and like he was trying it like we were sitting there and we were talking and they had another friend who was actually really nice and really respectful and like he had kids and he was telling us about their kids and i was like oh that's so sweet like we and like he was really cool like he like he was mad dope and like the white boy was mad dope but like the fat boy (laughs) the dude with the dreads he was not dope at all he was trying it too hard and so like um we were just talking to the, you know we were all just talking we were chilling and like the other he was trying to feel up on me and I was like uncomfortable and so my friend was like I got you let me take one for the team so like I went and sat with the white boy and like we we're talking about his kids and he's like yeah both my kids moms are black I'm like oh two kids two moms okay ah! <laughs> he was like <laughs> he's like yeah their moms are black blah 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 I was like okay um so <laughs> I can't so um (laughs) so yeah so that was that situation and my friend she took one for the team so that was beach week so moving on um I moved on to college I was supposed to get in I applied for a performing not necessarily like a liberal arts school Uh, I don't know why I said performing arts liberal arts I was into the performing arts everyone was going there everyone from like my little circle in school was going to go to that school and the reason that I didn't go with that school is because they really got my hopes up and then crushed my dreams. And what pissed me off was the fact that, like, because they did that, they should have just been like, oh, all right, crap. Like, you're good. You're good. Come into the school. But, like, I feel like – but um, so basically I went and auditioned for the music program, and they lost my application. So they were like, oh, my gosh, Aisle, or my, my um, something, yeah, my application. They lost it. They were like, we're so sorry. We don't have it in front of you. I was like, I freaking hate you. Like, and that was so embarrassing because, like, I'm standing there in front of these panel of people and, like, they're like, yeah, so we don't have your application. I'm so sorry. But so, so I do the audition anyway. And, um, I went in as a mezzo-soprano. Smart idea. I should have gone in as an alto. (laughs) But anyway, so they sent me an email weeks later. The school did. And they were like, we want to congratulate you on your acceptance into blank 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 university and I was like oh my god mom I'm going to college then they retracted the email a couple days later and they're like sorry there was a glitch in our system and I wasn't the only person that got one it was me and a lot of my friends who were planning on going to that school so after that I was like well dang like you might as well just let us go because you got our hopes up but um they didn't and um I was just like you know what screw it like I don't want to go there anyway because they're unorganized and to be honest I didn't even know what I wanted to do I just wanted to be with my friends because I was really popular in high school and I thrived like everyone knew me people who I didn't even know knew me like by the time I was a senior everybody from every grade knew who Aislinn Wade was like straight up and they feared me like that (laughs) like I was no not I won't say Regina George I was a nice version of Regina George but like people knew me and they feared me like most people were like she's really nice don't piss her off um but everybody knew me everybody um so I was really popular I just wanted to be around my friends like so here's the thing um and I don't think I'm telling myself by saying this but my family is from Mississippi and I wanted to go to Mississippi State that was my dream school that is where I was going to go I was going to go there and be with my cousins that was the plan and I never applied to state because I didn't feel like I was good enough and 
I got lazy and I just wanted to be around my friends. I just wanted to be comfortable with my friends that I went to school with. I didn't want to go to a new state and meet new people and have to deal with the travel back and forth for holidays and stuff. I just wanted to be with my friends. My friends who I'm no longer friends with today. Isn't that crazy? I just wanted to be with my friends. And so I never put in my application to state and I should have because I bet you I would have gotten in. Um, but I didn't didn't put in my application and I should have gone because I believe and Kylie and I've talked about that I believe that my husband was there um he was there at state and um, even my sister said she's like you're gonna meet your boo in college and she was right I just didn't do what I was supposed to do I didn't go to the right college um but that's all I'm gonna say about that um <laughs> that's a family tie um anyway um so that was so annoying <laughs> so um yeah <laughs> so my um what was I saying Mississippi State yeah so I never put it in and so I only I made the mistake of only applying to that I went to Radford too but I was like fuck Radford I don't want to go to that monkey head school um and I didn't go to CNU because everybody else who I wanted to oop, I didn't go to the one well I said Mississippi State so yeah I didn't go to CNU because that was the school that I wanted to go to but like none of my friends a lot of people went there but it was like it just wasn't worth it so I did community uh college and then I spent a lot of time at West Virginia with Kylie and then um I just got to a point where like I just I liked partying and drinking and like hooking up more than I liked college and so flash forward my freshman year of college um I met this guy from the UK at my church um my parents church and we fell in love and we were going to get married and I lost my virginity to him and um, because we were going to get married anyway, right? So what's the point? And like, um, it didn't work out. He cheated on me with a girl that I went to school with actually. Um, and he cheated on me because she was emotionally available. I was not. Um, because I worked I went to school and I was busy very much like the life that I have now I was a boss I've always been a boss I've always been a hustler and I was just about my paper like I was about my work I was about this bread like we cannot build a house on love and sex alone okay we cannot build a life on love and sex alone like there's got to be some drive there's got to be some ambition and I was just ambitious like I was just like I had started a YouTube channel back then with my friend and we were like singing like I had made plans to travel like I was about my business and very much so now so any man trying to be in my life now excuse me would have to understand now granted I'm better of course I'm gonna make time for you but you've got to understand that like you didn't just because you're here does not mean that I've been to your ego and I give up everything that I've worked for you know how hard it took me to get this website up and it's still not fully done there's still so much more to add to it. but you know how long that took me you know how hard I worked for that like there's no like no I'm not giving up my career for any man but so anyway um so she was available she wasn't at work like I was at work she wasn't in school like I was in school and she was just there and like he said to me he's like she comes and has lunch with me on my lunch break she brings me food and I was like I literally cannot do that because I worked at a place where like I couldn't leave at lunchtime like I had to stay there so it was like I, I can't do our schedules are opposite and when you're getting off work I'm going to work when you're going to work I'm getting off work like I have school work to do like I can't leave during lunch like I I am not available to that so we broke up 
and then um we eventually we became friends because we thought we were pregnant at one point we're not thank god um i couldn't even imagine <laughs> um so we i mean i guess we're still friends to this day like it's cool because like I actually won't say that he was my first love. I think that the guy from church was my first love, but he was my first everything else. And so, like, I almost made a baby with him, so there you go. So there was that. And so after that, I moved to Nashville to be a country singer um, with my friend who I went to Beach Week with, my biracial friend. I went with her to be a country singer, and I wrote songs. Um, Again, shout out to Noelle Brandy Photography because she always commented on my videos. She always liked my stuff. She always got to listen to my samples of my songs before I would release it for anybody else to hear. And she would always, like, give me her critique, give me her ideas. Like, she'd be like, okay, like, do this, do that, add this, add that. And so it was dope. It was dope. It was dope. She's dope. So, um, yeah. (laughs) So, um... I moved to Nashville to be a country singer. Like I said, I wrote songs. And it didn't work out because I got – this is where it gets crazy. So um, so we moved to Nashville. We got my first apartment. And um, I got this job that was strictly commission-based. Um, it was like an outsourced marketing company. And the way that they, like, explain it to you when you first join, you don't really understand what goes into it. You just hear, I can make a lot of money. And I thank God for my friend LaVon. Um, that is my girl that is my sister like if you ever say anything bad about her I'll cut you um, but seriously she was honest with me from the jump and she I just didn't hear her but she was honest with me from the jump and she was like today was a good day that you saw out here um, not every day is like this <laughs> like she was just so real about it she was like it is not sunshine and rainbows and not every day is going to be like this and especially in the beginning money is not going to be even enough to pay your bills like you're going to have to think about getting a second job and so she was right So I worked at this company, and my boss really tried to keep me around because of my personality. I was something that no, they had never seen before. Um, Just my personality, the way that I carried myself, the bubbliness, like, nobody in that office had that personality, like I do. And so my boss was just like, I've got to keep her, she's great, I see the potential. So I stayed with the company, and my friend who I lived with, she was still looking for a job. I had this job, but I wasn't making any money. And I applied for another job, and they didn't call me until later to tell me that I had, like, you know, that they were trying to offer me the job. And, of course, like an idiot, I said no. I should have said yes. And um, my friend finally found a job, and she was able to sustain us for a little bit. I was trying to make money, and then she was trying to figure out why I was still working a job where I wasn't making money, because remember, commission. And then um, her boyfriend quit his job because it was too far, and I was mad at him for that for a while, but I let that go. Um so eventually we had to move out of our apartment because they jacked the rent up on us out of nowhere in the middle of our lease and um she didn't even try to work with us she was just like "Mm, we're going up to fifteen hundred dollars now and um we need you to pay this today and my roommate was like girl did we told you we just moved here we need we're trying to get on our feet and you're gonna jack our rent up like what so they in the middle of the day had to move um they found us a new place to live me and my friend got into it because she was like you need to stop working at that job you need to stop dating that boy yeah i met my ex controlling abusive emotionally abusive um misogynistic jerk um we'll get into that and so yeah so um we moved 
in the middle of the day they moved to the other apartment and so I stayed in our old apartment because my friend and I got into it we got into it big we fell out we're back now but like we fell out for a while and so then my ex I met him at work and he was 13 years older than me um so I was 22 at the time 21 I was 21 I turned 22 while we were together um and he kept playing with me he was like I don't date anybody four years younger or four years older than me and he kept playing that game and singing that song and like finally I was like fine and then he like he would like try to flirt with other girls at work so he slept with me and my apartment and kept staying at my apartment because it was closer to his house I mean closer to work for him and then he kept flirting at other girls at work that weren't interested in him I was the only idiot that gave him the time of day because I had no self-esteem I didn't know my worth and he kept trying to flirt with other girls at work and talk to me about other girls and he's like they're closer to my age and so um (laughs) so that was that and then basically um we finally got evicted evicted and so I had to move in with him in his situation which was 45 minutes away from our job and pretty much I mean we were struggling like we were like we worked paycheck to paycheck we got paid every week and sometimes my paychecks were $80 like straight up I had to live off of $80 like bills got cut off things got put into collections like credit cards like over like maxed out like bank account overdrawn $500 in the hole yes 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 craziness craziness um but what i'm gonna do this has been pretty long so what i'm gonna do is go ahead and end it here um this is kind of like a little bonus episode um but this is going good we haven't even gotten to the worst parts yet so (laughs) i'm gonna go ahead and end it right here and then we will pick up right here with the crazy ex accounts in the hole we will we will pick up here on the next one so i hope you enjoyed this bonus episode this is not our normal um format of how we do this but that's okay (laughs) that's fine because sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do so thank you guys so much for listening you could have been anywhere but you chose to be here listen to me ramble on and on and on and on and for that i am so grateful and um you know what it is follow me at aislin wade on everything follow just to tell three r's on instagram and bible.brunch on the instagrams check out my website aislin hyphen wade um i always say dash but i guess it's a hyphen or it could be a dash aislin dash wade five dot webnode um dot com the link is in my bio on instagram so just go on there or facebook just go on there and click on the link in my bio um or your about me and um 